it was a good week. I'm a little weary. We all are a little weary, I think. Um, but it was a great week. So this year at Pop Up, we, we, we did two Christmas dinners, which was a first for us, which was an exciting first. It was um, a chance for us to bless the community uh, doubly, which was amazing. So um, it just shows just you uh, guys who aren't here what... Um, how it makes a difference in people's lives, really, to, to have that many people come. So we had about 150 guests come along, I think, over the time, over the two nights. And we had a bunch of volunteers. What I would love to do, if you, if you volunteered in any way for pop-up this week at Christmas dinner, if you were here as a volunteer, can you just stand for me for a minute? Because I want to see... Wow. And this is, well, the reason I wanted you to stand was that uh, it's not just me and Ben leading this and Juanita leading pop-ups so brilliantly. It's, it's all of you that, that participate in that. And for a church of our size to have this many people volunteering um, is an amazing testament to, um, to the things that we do in the community. And I'm so thankful and I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I know... If, Pastor Ben echoes those sentiments, and it was a brilliant time, and it ran so smoothly because of all of you. So thank you. You may have a seat. You know, when I was thinking about, and this is almost my preach anyway, right? So when I was thinking about um, what to say today about Pop-Up Kitchen, um, I put, there was three little quotes that I put at the top of my notes in, in, on my phone and it was life is a roller coaster there's thunderstorms followed by rainbows and that change comes through adversity um, this year at Pop Up we've been really teaching about what it means to be community and what it means to be family and the reason I put those little quotes at the top will become clear as I talk today there was just so much good stuff that happened but then you know in our Christian walk when good stuff is happening, the enemy will often come and try and try and squash that a bit. There'll often be a thunderstorm that'll come and try and shake us or send us off our path. So night one began Tuesday night and it was a great night of a full house with food going out and we fed them roast pork and all sorts of great stuff and Christmas happened and the one story that I take out of that night was... Um, for a lady called Jamie Lee, a young mum, a great mum that comes with her two kids and has been coming for years to pop up. Um, her kids, her little kid, um, Kaisha Lee, will always run up to me or Ben and give us the biggest hug. Um, she calls this place Matt's Place. Um, <laughs> mum, can we go to Matt's Place tonight? And when I was away, she was didn't know what was going on. But she's only three or four and um, she's a great, it's a great family. And we did a true or false quiz like we did tonight, today, and uh, we were winning a hamper. So the hampers that you guys helped put together, we had one of those as a, as a prize for this particular quiz. We did that on both nights. And Jamie Lee's been doing it tough, and she forgot to put her name down and register. She forgot to nominate for, for a hamper. So we're all doing the game, and most people are knocked out. In fact, Ben, I think, thinks everyone's knocked out except for a few volunteers who are left. 
And then we looked over to the table here and little Keisha Lee, who's three years old and smaller than a chair, she's got her hands on her head still and she's still in the game. And it turns out that Grace was sitting with, my daughter Grace was sitting with her at the table that night and she was helping her through the quiz. And so it got to the very last question and I think everyone else went false and, and Grace is like, put your hands on your head. And she put her hands on her head just to be the odd one out, just in case. And then she won it. So a little, a little three-year-old girl, like we're talking about, children are significant. A little three-year-old girl won it on behalf of her mum. And her mum was in tears. Jamie Lee was in tears and just couldn't believe that that had happened. Um, so they were the wins. There are also some challenges. I'll go back to my three points. Life is a roller co coaster. There's rainbows that lead to thunderstorms, thunderstorms that lead to rainbows, and there's change through adversity. Um, on the Tuesday night, we were here, and the thing with pop-up is... Oh, no, I'll tell the story, and then I'll talk about that. On the Tuesday night, one of our volunteers had her phone stolen on, the, on that night. And so that was a challenge. And this particular volunteer had a lot of stuff going on. She was, I've written, she was serving amongst her own storm. Everything else was going on in her life, but she still chose to come and help out and sit with us and chat to people and was just a blessing. And she had her phone stolen. And that night her account had all her, she happened to have slid her, her, her card in the back of her phone and didn't even remember. And so the person had gone and, and taken all the money that was left in her account in that one particular account. She had two accounts, a savings account and this a spending account, and they cleaned out her spending account. Um, now, we can be quick to condemn in this situation, and it was, we have to flip it away from what the world would think, and the world would be very quick to condemn these guys or this, this person that, ha that stole a phone, but the reason we do pop-up is for those very people. It's for the people in our world who are broken and who are hurting, those who are on the margins and, and who saw an opportunity in this case for whatever reason to take this phone. Um, it was difficult as, as we gathered the next day um, to keep all of us on track, to keep us all focused on the good that was happening in this place, on the Jamie Lee story. And we could have easily fallen into the cry of, oh, isn't everybody that attends bad? But we had to stay positive. And then Pastor Ben, when I arrived, he called me into his office and he'd been reading um, the scripture in First Peter that says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. And this is what God had called you to do and he will grant you a blessing. And so we went into that day with that as, as the lead. And then him and I talked about it and he talked about it with Juanita as well, the leadership team. We discussed and we decided we'd give those that were attending on a Wednesday night an opportunity to help this lady out, to help this volunteer out. So every week when we operate Pop-Up Kitchen, it's a free service. We don't expect anything from people who attend. We're here to bless and we're here to encourage and we're here to give them a great meal and a great time and teach them about Jesus and the thing I, I share all the time is that um, pop-up is a chance of, to be family. It's a chance to be community. And so this particular night, on Wednesday night, when we gave the opportunity to give, we took it from the point of view of 
this is family and if my sister if my auntie if my mum has fallen down I'm going to help her pick up if she's lost money I'm going to help her do that and so we decided we'd repay even with good and and we knew the amount we'd we'd hoped to get so we knew what she'd lost um she told us the amount that she'd lost and so we were looking at that and we go well if I I was saying okay so we'll probably have to chip in as a church we'll we'll probably have to chip in because I'm not sure how much the community has to give these guys are living on the margins I'm not sure how much they'll be able to give so Pastor Ben came up and did his thing and we took an offering up I saw people were flocking to the to the box like emptying their purses of all their change I saw ladies just gathering together with with hands cupped and tipping each other's purses into each other's hands and, and putting them in there and community members coming up to Ben and I and saying you know I don't have heaps of cash today but I'm I'm willing to give more like I'll go to the bank tomorrow and I'll bring more cash but we didn't need to do that the the amount we got was almost double what she had been what she'd lost we ended up with close to $600 worth of money in our offering and that was a sign to me that God is real one God is real two what we're doing in this place is miracle work although having said that community the Aussie community and the the idea of lifting a made up when they're down is part of our very DNA as Australians and so these people are invested in this place they they love this place they're so generous and that particular Wednesday night we had guys that have been with us for a lot of years and and they just blessed us so much and I really went out of that place feeling so humble and so blessed to be a part of it because that's what community looks like and what Jesus really looks like what his ministry on this world looks like that yeah I've got a few minutes left to talk about Jesus now because that was I really wanted to share with those, those stories because those stories illustrate hope um, those stories illustrate what Jesus came to this earth for um, I sh- I'll share a brief message that I share was sharing with um, the, the community guys during the week and it's all about humility really and it's interesting that Emily was preaching recently on humility that uh, her last our last week's message was all about humility because I believe that the birth of Jesus and the way that God sent his son is in such a humble way teaches us something about his heartbeat and who he is we know the story if you've been around church a long time you know the story that God sent his son to be born to a virgin teenage girl from a poor village and this is the thing that struck me as I was sharing with these guys during the week that he wasn't sent to a king or a queen he wasn't sent to a kingdom he wasn't sent to a palace but he was sent to a poor teenage couple from Nazareth who had to travel to Bethlehem we know the story they were traveling for the census and there was no room left in the house 
I was listening to a great podcast by, by some friends of mine and they were busting some myths and, and interesting that in the Greek the word for, we take the word for inn to, like we always go, oh there's no room in the inn, like he's going to a hotel or a pub and looking for a place to stay. The, the Greek word says there was no place in the upper room, which is the same the same Greek word when they say they were gathered in the upper room. It's the same, and that blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. My whole life I've thought it was a pub down the street that they were looking for, but really it was someone's house. It was probably the house of a relative. Um, and there was no room upstairs in the crowd because there was lots of people in town for the census. So, so Mary and Joseph were sent to the lower level of the house because in those days the upper level was where you lived the lower level was where you kept your stock and kept them safe and so they went to the lower level of the house we know the story but then I thought about that and in the context context of these thoughts about not being born to a king or a kingdom or a palace she was sent to the to the animals where the animals were laying and I thought about that in the context of the day. And those that tended to animals were not seen with a great reputation. You think about the reputation of the shepherds who we see later in the story. They were not seen to be reputable people of the day. But Mary and Joseph were sent to be with them. This not palaces thing, I, I shared some funny stories with the guys on Wednesday night and Tuesday night and and this is the image that I always get in my head because I, I love going to the Royal Show when it was on and my kids hate it because they want to be near the, the fun stuff but I love going to the livestock. I love going, I particularly love a good sheep, a good sheep pavilion. <laughs> I, I do, I love a good sheep pavilion. I'm interested in how much the, uh, the sheep are selling for. I don't know, there must be some country in me. I, I love the feeling of, I'll always go to a, one of those big sheep and I'll always put my hand into its, into its wool. I always will. You ask my kids. I always will. Because I love the lanolin and the feel. Like it just gives me something. I don't know. But who knows? The sheep pavilion. I'll, I'll, raise, I'll raise you the sheep pavilion. I'll talk about the pig pavilion. Yeah. It, it, it's... It's not the best environment. It's, it's nice for a time, but after a while, the stink is a bit, a bit too much. I don't even think I can do the pig pavilion. Anyway, my point is that our Savior, the historical Messiah that was promised in Isaiah, was born into the equivalent of the sheep pavilion. Into that. I had such privilege to be traveling through Europe and you go to the Louvre, which used to be a palace, and you look at the roof and it's a bit like the Sistine Chapel. It, just magnificent. Gold and paintings and... Yeah, I'm on the screen, am I, Benito? Thank you. Um, gold and magnificent. It's just glorious, right? These palaces. You've, you've seen palaces and... I'm sure you've visited massive cathedrals and opulence and grandeur. But our Jesus, 
the promised Messiah was sent by God was sent by God it was it was not a chance it was not a a a, it wasn't a chance God sent our Jesus to be born in the place of the animals attended to by Mary and the lost sheep uh, and those who keep the sheep the humble real people I focus on him coming from Jesus of Nazareth. He, he, later in the scriptures it says, what good can come from Nazareth? But Jesus was coming humbly as a baby, not to the rich, to the kings, to the kingdoms, but to humanity. He came to the poor and the needy. Can I grab my assistant? Where's my assistant? I had us an assistant. Wait a second. I'm coming back. So Jesus came. Jesus came in human form. This is my friend. But when I thought about this message, I wanted a visual. If you've seen me preach at pop-up, I'm up ladders. I'm everywhere. But Jesus came as a human baby. As, like this guy who cries when he's dirty, who cries when he's hungry, who cries when he's afraid. God sent Jesus to be like us. We all started in this place as a baby who cried when they were dirty. It says that and if you study the, the birth story, the story of Jesus, he came, God sent him to come with flesh on. To come as a man, to come to experience all that we experience. I think of it sometimes like God, I watch, there's too many kids shows I watch, but spy movies and, and you send the, the agent to earth to experience what it's like. You know, God, God it was almost like that. He was sending Jesus to come and experience everything we experience. Jesus came and he was on this earth and he experienced joy. He experienced betrayal. He experienced pain and the chaos of life. He experienced peace. He experienced eating with each other and eating at a table. He ex- but then he experienced loneliness in the desert. He came to this earth to walk with his people. He began his journey humbled as a baby, just like Luca, just like you and me. He didn't come just so he would die for us. He didn't come just so all those years later he could be crucified on a cross. He came to experience life so that then we can say, this Jesus knows me. He knows my every existence. He knows my pain. He knows my sorrow. He knows my joy. He knows me. And so this Christmas, 
you know, I just, I just used to think of it as I was taught in Sunday school. You know, Jesus was born, the shepherds came, the three men came. And, but the story of, and then I always used to say to myself, I'd much rather focus on the death and sacrifice of my Savior. And I lost some of the wonder about Jesus' birth. But this week, as I've been thinking about this and God's been helping me to ponder about this, Jesus came to be human. God sent His Son so that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. Yes, but God sent His Son to experience the very pain that you and I feel to experience the highs of the joy and the depths of despair. Jesus went through storms literally and also went through the chaos of betrayal and hurt. And so this Christmas, I just want you to, if I may, think about the hope that that fills in your heart. The hope that we don't serve a distance far off God. A God of those who live in fancy places with fancy clothes. But we serve a God who sent His Son to be like us. To be one of us. To live in Nazareth. A poor town. To be a carpenter. Not a taxman or a banker or a doctor, but to come humbly into this earth. I don't know what else to say, but I pray that that you see today that God sent Jesus to us and it was such a humble thing it wasn't triumphant it wasn't chariots and gold it was shepherds and sheep and I just pray you be blessed this season Amen